0: coding far away world a battle is raging between evil and good from the stars they came here to earth caught in their struggle through the whole universe robotic
1: warriors up here welcome to transformers for your listening pleasure tfylp for short Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now, without further ado, here is Wolf. Now, where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, did you take the chorus stop?
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of TFYLP, episode number 109, recorded July, or June, uh... 27th, 2014. I am, of course, your host, Weird Wolf. Along with me this evening is Plasticon. Hey, guys, I'm back. (laughs) you miss me. No. Sideburn 2.
0: What's up, everyone?
2: Half asleep. (laughs) (coughs) It was
0: a long 10-hour day.
2: Yes. And Headmaster Don. Everybody. Well, uh, Little uh, little forewarning here. If you are tuning in, we are going to be discussing uh, Transformers 4 Age of Extinction. Uh, we've each had an opportunity to view this movie, and we're going to be talking about it, uh, our thoughts on it, our likes, our dislikes, and, uh, and everything. So if you have not viewed the movie, be forewarned. There will be spoilers. We're going to be talking about uh, events that take place in the movie that haven't really been... Uh, Uh, revealed and going to be talking about characters that uh, uh, really weren't revealed until the movie came out and uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, wait till after you see the movie and then come back and watch this video or listen to the download version. Um, Also, uh, I I want to give a public uh, and video thank you to Rob Springer for helping me to get out uh, episodes 106, 107, and 108, the audio versions, uh, on a much uh, faster rate than I would have uh, normally, because like uh, a lot of you know, I've been in the process of moving, and what you don't see behind me is a big ton of boxes over here that I still haven't even gone through. And, uh, our kitchen, we actually made our first meal in our house tonight. So, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 a, it's a slow process and i I've been quite busy. Um, so please bear with us. And, uh, um, as we get things squared away, I know Plasticon's still in the process of moving and, uh, and everything. Um, so we're going to have, we're going to have a little good time tonight though. Uh, we're going to talk about Transformers 4 Age of Extinction, um, I thought she just said everybody have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It, it mixed reviews. Uh, I had a chance to view it last night. Uh, I got a 9 o'clock showing. Uh, how, how did you guys see it? You guys see it last night, today? Same.
0: Yeah. Last 9 night o'clock, yeah. what are you thinking? We were all sitting uh, I, in the theater together in our minds. Yeah, nothing. I
3: was... Uh, I actually saw it this afternoon at the early show. I actually spent yesterday watching How to Train Your Dragon Two because I couldn't get the times to line up to do a back-to-back mm-hmm. double feature. So
0: it was probably a better up.
2: movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go into that later.
2: Yeah, we we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll each give I'll give each one of us a chance to talk about um, our overall thought on it. And well, matter of fact, I think we'll go into that right off the bat. Um, uh, don let 's start with you since you 're the far, farthest left on my screen, and first on the thing there uh, how uh, how did, what what's your overall opinion of the movie your likes and dislikes on? well let 's just go with your likes first, and then later on we 'll go through and we 'll do our dislikes
3: likes, likes. there's not many i 'll be honest um, I think one of the highlights was john goodman 's vocal performance as Hound definitely went a long way into making him not feel like he should have been bulkhead you know he was the gruff you know no nonsense veteran who enjoyed what he did not that he was a warmonger but he just was good at what he did which is kind of like the bio uh, and i won't say he was a fleshed out three-dimensional character but he was a lot more fleshed out than a lot of the autobots have been in previous movies um uh, I will say some of the action scenes were easier to follow than the earlier movies. Not all of them by, by any means. But I, unlike Revenge of the Fallen, the forest scene, which I could not tell what was happening, in Age of Extinction, I was able to at least follow who was fighting who, who was shooting what at who, and things of that nature. Uh, CGI looked good. Uh, it start you know these humans are a bit I don't want to say infinitely better than the last set of humans but I think they were at least they stood out more from each other you so you couldn't just replace one human character saying something with another human character saying the same thing and it'd be who's saying what when and how uh, Kelsey Grammer did a, it, it was it, he did a pretty good job again it's the role of I'm doing this for God and country and I'm a patriot and so forth and so on. But his character did have a little bit of weight to it. A lot of the other humans, typical henchmen, typical bad guy, uh, and uh, this is this is not a strike against the actress who plays Cade's uh, daughter. Uh, again, she's, she's a very beautiful woman. I don't mean this anything bad. But her being a rally car navigator for... Shane, how could she get away to be a rally card navigator from a father who was like that? I'm just saying, some of the roles that they created for these characters did not fit. Other than that, that's really all I've got to say on, on my likes. Ouch.
2: <laughs> considering that, uh, considering that the runtime of the movie is about two hours and fifty
3: minutes, <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that's,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kept, I kept, I kept hearing the cinema sins beep going off in my head when I was, If y'all have watched Cinema Sins on YouTube, it's kind of like that's wrong, ding, that's wrong, ding, that doesn't make sense, ding, yeah, so. yeah.
2: So, uh, sideburn, what about? Uh, you, what's your overall opinion of the movie, and uh, what's your likes of the movie?
0: Overall opinion is it's definitely it's definitely not the worst Transformers movie. It might actually be the best of the four. Ouch. Um.
3: Better than one?
0: Oh, I can, I you know, one I liked one at the time, but I haven't been able to watch it since. I get about 20 minutes into the movie and I shut it off. I'm like this is crap. I don't know why I ever liked this. Um Now, uh, this one I mean, to me this one, you know, I like this one because it cut out all the potty humor. Um I mu- I much preferred the story of father and daughter to boy meets girl. Um It was uh, it was boring, but I was ridiculously bored watching *Dark of the Moon*. Uh, and I was I was less bored watching this than *Dark of the Moon*, um, so it's got that going for it. Um, I love Hound. He's a great character. He's the new Ironhide, um, and hopefully he doesn't get the same treatment as Ironhide. Because uh, that was bullcrap and Dark of the Moon. Um, and, I don't know, Really, that's all I can say. I liked, I liked Hound, and I liked the human characters a lot more than I did the first three.
2: You're stretching. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, it, hold on. I'll give it to lockdown. Lockdown was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, and when
0: he uh, that scene where he turned into the Lamborghini, it was driving in front of the fire, and it was just like mm.
2: that, that. That scene was sexy as hell. Even 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 though it had a <laughs> even though it had a freshly a freshly fried body in in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, plastic on your your thoughts and and likes in the movie.
1: My thoughts, I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I, don't, I don't feel the way a lot of other people do. I actually enjoy this a lot. Um, my biggest highlights were, um, I enjoyed the way that you know, the CGI was completely cleaned up. You can understand everything that was going on. It did not seem like it was garbled in a mess that you couldn't make out. That was probably my biggest highlight of the entire movie. Character-wise, I was going to be very upset if they would have killed the Hound off at the end, put it that way, because I actually like John Goodman, and I enjoyed the role that he did. He did very well with it. It's probably one of the best characters of the group, although I did like the way Crosshairs was a little snidey, you know, a little, um, little bit of a smartass, and I actually liked that. He was kind of a cool dude. Um, unfortunately... I wasn't as big on lockdown like everybody else was. It just wasn't. The uh, human aspect, yes, I completely agree with everybody. It was much better. Um, the cast they picked, I think, it was pretty much spot on. They actually were very believable in the way they were doing stuff. Yes, some cheesy lines. But the cheesy lines, I think, work, especially when you're watching something that is involving... Crazy robots and stuff like that. Another thing has to make sense, so sometimes that works. It's kind of like the expendable movies. If you think of it that way, it's kind of making fun of itself, and I kind of enjoy that. It's a little cheesy appeal. It's something fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But other than that, I cannot complain one bit. I think Bay did exactly what he needed to do with this movie. It seems like he'd act back from all the potty humor like we were talking about. Um, It doesn't seem like a real serious movie, which I enjoyed that portion of it as well. It didn't feel like it was like, you know, oh, I can't take my kids to this or something like that, where it's really dark.
2: Because
1: that's the big problem with most movies nowadays, and something that really ticks me off. But that's pretty much all I got for, like, like I said, like, my biggest thing is the CG was beautiful, and I commend the guys that actually worked on it, it was, you guys did a phenomenal job I,
2: I I kind of agree with you that they did do a, a good job with the CG uh, on, on the movie um, and I also uh, agree with Don's um, assessment that the CGI was a lot clearer in this movie than the previous uh, Transformers uh, iterations Um you know uh, the blurry cam was still in effect. I mean that's a Michael Bay um, signature, but it wasn't as prevalent during the robot fight scenes as in previous movies. I'm not saying that it wasn't present at all, but like like Don pointed out, you know in in the uh, in the pre show uh, that. Uh, during what was it Revenge of the Fallen whenever they were fighting in the forest there was so much blurry cam it's like you you had to stare at the screen a second to make sure oh that's well oh, that's Megatron running there you know because it was so blurry you couldn't really freaking tell and it, age of extinction didn't do that as much uh so so I agree with you there um what happened now
0: I was pointing to my glasses, like you guys need glasses. Yeah, I have to say I never had a problem with the, with the, uh, the CGI in the other movies, and but I'll get to this later, I'm gonna I'm gonna dissent what you guys are saying about the CGI.
2: Um, overall, my opinion of the movie, um, I think it's enjoyable. Uh, I'll preface what I'm saying, uh, going to say. Uh, I I believe it's enjoyable and I do believe uh, it's worth a watch Um, I don't necessarily say, I think I would say that it's the best out of the four movies Um, so far, I would have to go with the first one on that one Um, and the first one had some serious issues, like no Transformers for like the first 45 minutes aside aside from Blackout in the beginning and um, yeah, i I had some issues with uh, with that. Um my likes in this movie um I really liked uh the the fight scenes uh, were were nice. I like the uh the design the car designs that they used. I actually liked the robot designs. I I like the redesign of Optimus Prime um as both the junker and the uh, uh the western star souped up version. Uh I th- I thought those they looked great. I also liked uh, the the Dinobots. What little we actually got to see of them, Uh, they were on screen maybe. uh, Well, they were in story for twenty minutes or so. They were in the last. They were they were in story for about forty minutes, but they might have got fifteen to twenty minutes worth of screen time, and that was a huge disappointment. Considering that, like I said earlier, the the movie had a run time of nearly three hours. And we only get... And, and the whole premise of the movie is Age of Extinction, which yeah. kind of, you know, uh, there it's more of the extinction for the humans than, than a reference to the Dinobots. Um, but I, I, I really was disappointed that, you know, in all the promo material and everything, we see Dinobots, and the Dinobots are heavily... Merchandised for this uh, for this movie, yet there's such a small part of this movie, it's it's not even funny.
0: And Grimlock says one thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he and he slobbers a lot. Um, I, I I did like Hound. Hound was a great um, a great character. John Goodman did a phenomenal job with Hound. Um, I. The human characteristics in on a transformer like you know the 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 beard and uh, the the flowy beer gut that he had and and uh, and the cigar. I'm not one of those type of people. Like uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the cigar that Cuphead, you know, for uh, in in the comics. So I you know whenever Eye Gear came out with that Cuphead, I was one of those. I'm like eh don't care for it i really don't see a reason for robots to smoke but but you know maybe it's some kind of robo tox or robo uh nicotine well, I, that, that he's I, taking I believe in
0: it's uh oh well, i don't even think it's supposed to be i believe it's just a uh it's a shell casing that he's smoking
2: Well, uh, there was actually one... Yeah, he's just biting on a shell casing. No, actually, there was one scene, if you look really closely, he actually tugs on it, it lights up, and whenever he takes it away from his mouth, there's smoke coming out of his mouth and nostrils. So he is actually smoking on the movie. Um, I find that a bit odd. Uh, The flowy cape on crosshairs, odd. But it looked cool. Um, And I really... I, I don't know about you guys, but i really really dug uh um drift uh i like the samurai you know it's like you know how like uh, like generation one jazz uh he loves earth culture and he loves like the hip hop you know you know uh type scene and he loves he just loves earth culture and that that is a precedent for robots really getting into earth culture and adapting. Earth culture into their behavior and, and their uh, and their style, and I see drift as one of those honorable type of robots that um, he saw the Earth samurai and really fell in love with their 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 way of life, and that's the way he that that became his mantra for his life, the rest of his life, and and to have a robot samurai. Uh, that was essentially a triple changer I mean he, he was pretty awesome and Ken Watanabe's uh, portrayal of him I thought was really spot on um, That's. I also like the designs on the Dinobots I like the way they, they moved, the way they animated them, uh, the way they introduced them was a bit weak and we yeah. lost Plastic on. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back um, but uh, I, I really like those aspects. But let's go on to our dislikes of the movie, and I'm uh, I'm afraid that this might be a little bit lengthy. Um, <laughs> but you gotta uh, bear in mind, like I said, I have a lot of dislikes for this movie. Um, but I preface that by saying I thought this movie was enjoyable. And worth a watch. Uh, now I know I'm. I'm going to sound like I'm a hater on this movie uh, about this movie. And there's so much that uh, that I'm going to say. that's like, well, did you enjoy it at all? Actually, yes, I did. I did enjoy it. Um, however, personally, I found the first hour and a half or so about uh, as big a snooze fest as as, as any movie I've ever seen. Uh, I thought the pace of the movie had a lot of issues. Um, the direction of the movie had a lot of issues. Um, because whenever... It's like at the beginning of the movie, it wants to be this hippie-type movie with that one dude that winds up getting killed. I don't even remember his name. His his character was annoying. I was glad he died. <laughs> um, and then... It goes from that to, okay, maybe this is a father-daughter type movie. This is a relationship between father-daughter. Oh, look how she's such a goody-two-shoes. And then we're throwing this twist that, oh, she's not a goody-two-shoes. And she goes out and is a navigator for a rally racer, okay? Like like Don said in the pre-show, when the hell did she have time to do that? Did her dad not well, notice? She
0: went for the drives with her friend.
2: Yeah... Um, but I mean, you know, you come back from a rally race, I'm sure you're going to be flipping nasty. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it just seemed. I don't think they let
0: you rally race in short shorts either.
2: Yeah. Um, it just seemed a bit odd. Um, I have to say that Optimus Prime, uh, and his pissed off demeanor throughout the entire movie, uh, was quite jarring, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I'm Optimus Prime, and I'm going to
3: kill them all.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times he said in the movie, I'm going to kill you all. You know, I found that a bit jarring. I understand it, though. Uh, you know, because the Autobots were being hunted just as much as the Decepticons were, and, it, you, you know, humankind was essentially against the Transformers. So I get that he was pissed off. It was just, I'm, what I'm saying is that he, it, was, it was just really jarring to see a character that I've come, even in the movie scape, uh, come to see as more of a noble type uh, type robot, uh, to be that. To be so savage. Savage, yeah.
0: Beast Wars, or Beast Machines pun. Woo!
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. The, uh, like I said, the pace of the movie was just off throughout the entire movie. The movie honestly didn't seem like it had, uh, and I'm I'm sitting here messing with One Step Grimlock, I can't put that toy down. Um, the, uh, the movie really, to me, didn't seem to have a direction until around the time that Prime was released from his captivity with lockdown. Uh, until then, it was kind of like, is this a father, uh, father-daughter movie? Is this a robot movie? Is this an alien movie? Is this a conspiracy movie? What kind of movie is this? And then at, uh, about an hour, hour and a half left in the movie, it's like, oh, hey, this is a Transformers movie. Let's throw you some Transformers. Uh, that just kind of grated against me. Uh, lockdown was pretty flipping awesome, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't care for the face cannon. I'm not a fan of that either. Um, But uh, and I hugely disliked the Earth-made Transformers transformation sequences. uh, Mm -hmm. Transformation sequences, and that they just essentially disassemble themselves uh, as little bitty blocks and then reassemble them as big blocks. And welcome, Black. Welcome, Black. Welcome, Plasticon. Black. Yo, welcome, Black Plasticon. Yeah. Um,
0: welcome, Black Plasticon. Yeah, black
2: yeah. what? You're the Black well,
0: version, Plasticon, man. <laughs>
3: welcome, Black Plasticon. I'm an MSS
0: version now.
3: <laughs> um, yes. As if there is such a thing.
2: Yes. You're the Black repaint of Plasticon, um, but. Uh,
1: Oh, let me let my viewers know. Yes, I am stuck on a DSL. That's why I might disconnect every now and then. I apologize. Yeah,
2: basically he's having Sorry. the same problems that I was having <laughs> at my old location. Um, uh, the Dinobots not appearing until about 40 or, uh, minutes or so before the end of the movie uh, was a really big letdown, like I said, that... You know, I mean, they're so heavily hyped for this movie, and yet we don't get them until near the end. And there's no explanation as to why they have dino modes. Um, you know, I'm assuming that lockdown captured them way back millions of years ago. And,
0: uh, and earlier in the movie, you think, you think, oh, I see how they're going to set up the Dinobots. Yeah. And then but, all of a sudden it's like,
2: hold on, what, huh, what, what? Yeah, it's like, like they what were. What was the point in that first scene? Yeah, that first scene. <laughs> that, again, that's with the pacing and the direction of this movie. It just didn't seem to know what the hell it was doing for the first hour and a half. It was. It was there. Uh, I really didn't know what. I really had to pay attention and and try to piece things together in my head. Um, I thought the story was very weak. I did. Uh, the hatred of the humans toward the Autobots was a bit misplaced and overly exaggerated, in my opinion. Um, I understand that propaganda and and all that, but you know, given that it was very apparent in the other three movies that the Autobots were fighting for uh, uh, for the humans and trying to defend the Earth against the humans. Yes, maybe the uh, some humans thought that the tra- uh, that because the Autobots were here that that's why the Decepticons were here and if they all left, then we you know, I get that but it was very clear that there was good robots and bad robots and I I don't understand what turned everybody and their grandmother against the Autobots so quickly in just five years, you know, it's like it it just seemed a bit stretchy to me I, I didn't care for that um, And the fact that, in the end, Optimus Prime actually kills a human. He killed Kelsey Grammer's character. I get it, again, I get it. But Optimus Prime does not kill. And that was wrong. I felt that was so... That, that, that scene did not have a place in this movie. What are you uh, talking about? I'll take your... Give me your face. But that's a robot. <laughs> that's a robot. Optimus Prime does not kill humans. And they, they introduced a whole can of worms there. I do not agree with. I do not agree with that at all. Um, those are my biggest dislikes with this movie. Um, But before we move on, I want to plug our sponsors, uh, CapturePrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service, CapturePrey.com, as well as MegatoyFan. Check out MegatoyFan.com and check them out at conventions for great deals. Um, Uh, Compliments to CapturePrey at BotCon. Oh, yes.
1: They'll be at TFCon in Chicago.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember Chicago. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, remember Chicago. <laughs> um,
3: remember Chicago. So, so
2: Don, your uh, let's get to your dislikes of the Age of Extinction.
3: Ooh, wasted the everywhere. Galvatron, wasted Dinobots, wasted. Wowing uh, us with transformation sequences, but it being. Slightly off panel, so all you see is the start or the finish. Wasted. Um,
2: Well, we only saw like Prime. uh, I think Prime, Bumblebee, uh, Galvatron, and a little bit of Lockdown transforming the movie. Everybody else was off off camera when they transformed. You saw Drift
0: Drift transform, but he only ever transformed into his helicopter mode. You never saw him transform into the Bugatti, even though
2: it says Bugatti on his chest.
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: which is kind of strange.
2: He's Galvatron,
3: a triple
1: changer. Yeah, why the hell don't we get a triple changing toy?
3: Well, I mean that's just it. If if he scanned a car mode at some point, we never saw that, and we saw Prime and Bumblebee scan their new modes. So there, that's also that point there. But Galvatron, again, this is a spoiler filled show. Galvatron is Megatron. Megatron was not completely brain dead. He downloaded his code into this new body, and he was called Galvatron, keeping up with the whole Galvatron is Megatron Reborn theme. Galvatron was wasted. I mean, he he and Prime never even exchanged words. I don't, I don't even think Megatron even I mean Prime even knows that's Megatron in a new body. Actually uh, yes there sure. was
2: there was a scene uh, the fir, uh, the the scene where Prime was fighting no, the very oh, first Galvatron actually that's that's right. uh, uh, right, yeah. which yeah, I, I thought forgot. was Sorry.
0: actually a nice little exchange.
2: Yes it was. But, and I whenever had, yeah whenever you yeah, re- whenever uh, Galvatron actually spoke my very uh, my my thought was uh, was not like hey this is a nice exchange. My thought was like Holy shit! That's Frank Welker, because it was so. Yeah. It wasn't Galvatron. Yeah, it sounded like Galvatron, which was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh wow, you know, it's like it's because I have no soul, you
3: know. I'm like,
0: well, no. He, well, he says, what well, he says you ha Optimus says you have no soul, and he says, it was really cool. It's like, and that, yeah, and that's why I have wild. no
2: fear. Yeah. I don't, I don't you fight with no fear yeah, and and and, he's, and Galvatron it says it's because i have no soul
0: All right it was the other way around i think optimus that's says the you have way no way soul.
2: around cuz i remember him yeah, saying and, and megatron says that's why i, says, that's why I have soul.
0: No galvatron says i have no fear
3: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. the um but it was a cool
3: dialogue, yeah galvatron doesn't really transform a lot of the, he he just again he, it's very to me i'm in using beast machines It's very <laughs> morphing it's very Beast machine yeah. idiots. I called it the new.
0: Really. I called it the new. I am transformed.
3: Yeah, and uh, the Dinobots were wasted. As I mean, Optimus wins Grimlock. Basically, forces Grimlock in 30 seconds to a minute. And again, I understand them trying to move the movie along. But if they'd introduced the Dinobots earlier than 45 minutes out before the end of the movie, maybe they could have done something more with that. But Dinobots were wasted. Galvatron was just a non-entity for most of the show. Uh, the other Autobots got some scenes. Um, everyone, everyone, everyone got their scene. I'm just glad Bumblebee did not show up until like what 30, 45 minutes into the movie. I it not, not being a bumble, bum, Bumblebee fest from the get-go. Uh, the human characters were good, but you couldn't. You, I can't believe he. This Mark Wahlberg's character, the rocket scientist, was a was an was a robot assistant engineer. I can't believe his daughter was a rally car driver. Who is she? Cloud Kicker, the best navigator in the world? No. Uh, I just. It's like it's like I was telling Weird Wolf in the pre-show. Age of Extinction feels like a nice parfait. You're eating it. It's good while you're eating it. You know you're eating something, but when you're done, there is absolutely no impression left upon you. And that's what Age of Extinction is. You know you're watching a movie. There's a few moments, again, most of those moments involved Hound. For me, uh, there was a few The few times Galvatron spoke. I kind of liked, liked the voice. Prime, again, killing Kelsey Grammer's character was completely... For this Prime... It's in character for he rips off faces, but for Prime in general, as Durin said, you don't. Optimus Prime does not kill humans. Uh, just a lot of wasted potential. People characters did not fit what they should be doing. Uh, you know, yesterday I saw How to Train Your Dragon two, and I'm not I'm not spoiling that here, but. I will say the trailer, the trailer spoiled one of the main moments in the movie. It did not spoil one of the other main moments, which I'm glad. I left there feeling more emotionally connected to the characters in How to Train Your Dragon 2 and how their lives had changed from what happened in the movie for the next movie and the next season of the television show than I had any kind of emotional connection with AOE. And again, going into a Bay movie, you shouldn't expect much of, emo- of, an, of an emotional connection at all. But I was not connected to anybody. I didn't want Hound to die. But that's pretty much the extent of the emotional connection I had. Just I like Hound. Don't kill him. And that's it. Lockdown was a generic bad guy. I mean, I've seen Lockdown done better and Animated. Uh, as far as motivations and just general I don't know attitude just a, just a lot of a lot of wasted wasted characterizations that wasn't seen through characters that weren't needed and the god awful runtime Yeah It's just too 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 little too little substance for a 3 hour movie
2: Well if if you think about the the uh, again what you're saying is the pacing of the movie. Uh, it was very slow-paced. They wasted a whole lot of time on the father-daughter thing at the beginning of the movie. Uh, an inordinate amount of time. Um, all for it to really not really matter to a hell of beans at the end of the movie. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it showed you that Mark Wahlberg's character loved his daughter and everything, but they really didn't do anything to really flesh out the characters. Uh, and the 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 whole character that that they killed off the the bearded dude that drove the Mini Cooper again uh, yeah, he Lucas was or like yeah that. he was he was totally annoying had no no overall bearing to the plot whatsoever his death was meaningless and uh, aside from oh good he's not going to be here the rest of the movie uh, his I de- like
0: TJ Miller.
2: <laughs> His 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 death was meaningless. They wasted. Entire, I'm sorry. I enjoyed the hippies. I enjoyed the hippies. <laughs> he uh, he wasted so much screen time. That I actually liked it, it was funny. He wasted so much screen time. Uh, aside from, uh, you know, and and his comment now having a, having a teenage uh, stepdaughter now. His comment at the beginning of the movie uh, about uh, about that that girl. It's like your daughter's hot. Here he is, this 30-something-year-old man talking about a 17-year-old girl saying she's hot. It's like, I find that... Oh, yeah. I, I found that I got, extremely creepy. I,
0: I got know a lot about that whole subject. That uh, The whole movie was... It was very weird that way. Because every... all The whole movie, Mark Wahlberg is stressing, she's 17. And every time he's saying she's 17, it's from a camera angle that's right there behind her legs with her short shorts cut off right where her butt cheek starts.
3: Yeah. And, She's I, have, and I have to 17
2: 17. Yeah. It's like her, playing up her, playing her, her, her sexuality. It's just wrong. Yeah.
3: And her boyfriend knows about the Romeo and Juliet law and they have actually researched this as a defense. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a little creepy at all.
0: I don't know. That's uh that didn't really bother me as much because you but think I, of it I, like I'm just 20 to 17 yeah. is three years. That's like,
2: I, I honestly didn't bad. find that relationship as, as, uh, unacceptable as the sexuality of, of this girl. Whenever they was really touting the fact that she's only 17 years old and yeah. the fact that you had this 30 something year old dude sitting there going, dude, your daughter's hot. Your daughter's really hot. It's like, but she's hot. You know, I just found that really creepy, and that and you know maybe maybe a few years ago I wouldn't have found that as creepy, but now that I actually have a teenage yeah. stepdaughter and I actually think of uh, I'm like I, I don't want other dudes talking like that about my daughter, so I, I, I look at it from a different light now, and and I really found it creepy. And yeah, and I, def-
0: I definitely found the whole aspect of that movie that the whole like I said the whole movie is. She's 17, she's 17, she's 17. Well, then stop showing me her butt cheeks, basically. Yeah.
3: yeah it, well, stop it's showing just like, me how okay. sexy she is, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's like when Michaela is leaning over the bicycle or the motorbike in the first movie or something, or the second movie. It's like, okay, how the many boys movie. puberty did, did you just jumpstart with that yeah. one scene? Yeah. <laughs> Do we really need that again? But no. the thing That's what is, what Michael
1: Bay does—that's <laughs> his part of his cinematography and the stuff that he does. I understand why he did what he did because he's trying to make okay. it as a joke too. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I just to, like—I think there was definitely the, some parody. I, I think to people take too serious at times. For myself, I really yeah. do. I mean, being a filmmaker myself. I understand why you choose certain angles. I understand why you're trying to do certain things. Oh, she's 17. Okay, well, you're doing a shot between her legs. It's to be funny. It's to just, you know, get under people's skin sometimes, and that's what filmmakers do. If they did that thing, congratulations. He pulled your heartstring. So, therefore, yeah. the movie must have done something to make you feel something. I, Which, I definitely that's what recognize, filmmakers
0: do. I definitely recognize the parody, but it was like – Maybe the first time that that happened, but it's like every time that happened... Right, but it don't be a dead shot horse, I get that. Yeah.
2: You know. Well, and the thing with the previous movies is that with Michaela, uh, you know, Megan Fox, she... Really didn't pull off a high school kid that well to me. I mean, she really looked like she was in her early to mid twenties already. She didn't look like a high school student to me. This girl here, yeah, but this girl, there, this this girl here, this girl, she didn't day. look like she was much older yeah. than my stepdaughter, and that really, that really pissed me off that they was playing up her sexuality and
3: that. Well, well, why why not make her eighteen and just get over that? I mean, one year doesn't make a lot of difference. I, I know that, but I'm just saying.
2: Make her 19, you know? Make
3: make her above the legal age.
2: Put her in community college or something like that, you know?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay, you put it this way, she's (laughs) she's 17. Some kids graduate at early levels. So she obviously was looking for college. So, uh, it's, it is the whole protection thing, you know, with the father-daughter kind of thing. Yeah, they could have probably played it. You know, Bay could have probably played it back a little bit. But I understand you probably might have been a little ticked off about the pace of this movie. But the way I see it is the pace of this movie sets up for the next movie. And that's how I see when it comes to, yeah. like, if you think about it, if you completely dismiss that anything ever happened before with those other three movies, say those other three movies never existed, and this is the first time you've if you watch Transformers. To think about it, it really sets you up for the next ones. It now, does,
0: and and that's one of the comments I had about it is that it feels like it almost has that middle movie syndrome. You, you go you go watch uh, the Hobbit: Desolation of Smaug, nothing big happens. Um, and in this case, nothing big happens. Um, it's definitely a bunch of setup. You, they introduce the creators. Uh, which I'm having yes. horrible flashbacks to freaking Quintasons. Yes, uh, I
2: want Quintasons. Oh, please, for the love of everything
0: that is great. Qu- and- Honestly, please. I really want to see Quintasons.
1: Yeah. I think it would really bring in another aspect to the movie that they could play off of. Let wow. it go that direction.
3: And, and I'll be honest. I'm and sorry,
1: some people can yeah. be mad about that, but that's where it yeah. probably should go. It probably should go toward that direction. And, and now, I, kind of I know some people...
3: <sighs> go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, I am kind of interested in seeing what a Bay Quintesson would look like.
1: I now, I, I, that's what cool. I'm saying. I, I like the idea that when he did Lockdown, Lockdown didn't look like the creepy dude from Death. I mean, he didn't look like that. He almost looked like an average Joe. Transformer, you know. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't have that aesthetic that everybody would think you'd have, you know, to be some big badass. But, but, you know, he really did look decent. But the thing with me with this movie that really I, I didn't like was the transformation of, you know, all those drones. I thought that was stupid. I didn't like. Oh, it turned into a bunch of cubes and then turned into this the hell's that that's not a transformation that's that's literally like a digital computer making something from yeah. one thing to another that's all it's And telling was really I didn't f- like that
0: but yeah, the transformation
1: had- for the rest of the Transformers was excellent so yeah, I think is- what should happen is well myself I think what should happen after this movie is something happens to Galvatron and make him so he actually transforms like a normal Transformer from that point on I don't see why they couldn't do that. Yeah. Because you know Optimus did see his alternate form, but you know, he might come back as a tank or something in the next one fall. Yeah, and
0: and so, this comes back to uh this comes back to what uh what Don was saying where I don't I don't buy it. Like I can buy humans have made transformers. I don't buy humans have made physics defying better than Transformers Transformers. Yeah. That I don't buy. It's like whatever. This is stupid. My, I, I can not believe this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that that's the whole thing when when they the, yeah that you know humans were making transformers the things that popped in my head was target masters headmasters and power masters that's exactly what the hell came in my head but it was the complete opposite it's I'm a drone controlling thing over here just like you know the United States military does now with you know drones they sit in an office that's got all this radio control and they radially control it okay it, it radi- makes sense radi- that you, know, radi- uh, you, got, you know, Megatron, Megatron, <laughs> <laughs> radio control radio control. you sorry? said radio <laughs>
2: like
1: radio control you know freaking wifi or whatever the hell you want to call it but they control it from a different area I do like the idea that you know I didn't have a problem with the storyline a lot of people did I thought the storyline was fine there was nothing wrong with the storyline the things that I wanted to see more yeah I did want to see more dino bots but honestly, when I sat there and watched all these previews, I started piecing the whole thing together in my head. And it lined up to exactly what I thought was going to happen. You're going to have Evasion Prime, and then they're going to try to come and take it over. And then what's going to happen is Prime's going to escape with them, and then they're going to go bring in all the rest of the Autobots, and then, you know, find out about this thing, and then they're going to go try to attack them, and then they're going to get, you know, counter-attacked or some crap like that. And at the end, on... Autobots to be down on their luck and have to call on help, and that's why they bring in the Dinobots. That's exactly what the hell I thought was going to happen, and what happened? There's the movie. That's what happened. Okay. So that's I was prob- not disappointed. The problem is, there's a lot of people out there that are expecting more. What expecting too much? Well, no, you uh, know, see no. it for what it well, is. No, I, I
3: was. Not, I went in with no. I went in with no expectations. I Absolutely. went in. Ex-
0: I went in expecting.
3: To have a and bad I time, there. I, I mean, went in. I went in with yeah. You know, I went in with no expectations other than to sit there and be and be mildly entertained and enjoy some some decent CGI. I left with exactly what I got, and but that's it. I had no memorable moments. Other than the things with Hound mostly. I had, I had, I took away nothing of any substance from this movie, and I went in expecting nothing. And I was still kind of disappointed.
2: Yeah. And we lost and, uh, That's not...
3: <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's not good. When you go in and expecting nothing, you get exactly what you want, and you're still disappointed because the movie didn't surprise you in any way. That,
2: that was me. I went in with little to no expectations uh, either. You know, I, I went in, it's like, okay, I'm going to go in and watch this movie with a blank slate and say you know I, I i don't have any preconceived notions of okay i think this is what's going to happen here uh i think this is how the movie's supposed to go this is what i'm going to expect i didn't go in with any of that i'm i went in with a blank blank slate and wanted to see wanted to be i just basically wanted to be entertained that's what yeah. i got i went but it wasn't as I didn't my entertainment level didn't get as high yeah. as I thought it was uh, I thought well, it should have. That's it's, like, it's like I was like, saying.
3: I'm yeah, well, I'm, I'm no. gonna say this.
2: I, okay. I went in and I went in and
3: said, "Okay, movie. I'm coming in with no expectations. Surprise me. Do something that will say, hey, 'Hey, I'm glad I saw this.' And nothing other again other than John Goodman's performance. Sound. I took nothing away from this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I went in. I went in with the mindset this is going to be terrible, and I left going, Meh. I mean, the last two hours or the last two, last three hours went by. I'm not, you know, I'm not over ex, over excited about anything. I'm st- I'm at a pretty calm level um i don't i'm not overworked up about anything being absolutely terrible i just kind of walked out and went "Eh."
2: yeah that's that's me that was
0: two hours and 46 minutes
2: there was no there was no scene in that movie that uh, that whenever i came out of the theater i'm going oh my god you remember that scene oh i remember i love that scene i love that scene Uh, oh you remember this scene there was no scene that really stood out as like, oh my god, that was so freaking awesome. There were some well done scenes. That- that's, that's not saying that there was nothing that was interesting in this movie. There were interesting points in this movie. But there was no standout scene that said, oh my god, that, uh, this movie had, had a blow me away moment. There was no uh, and for, uh, on the other side of that, there was no point in this movie that said that made me think, oh my god this movie is unredeemable. In my opinion, yeah. now if Proto Man was able to be on here tonight, well, I'm sure he would have had.
1: To have, be honest with me, had
2: a, another opinion, but go ahead.
1: Well, um, to be honest with me, I would say one of the big things that I really enjoyed was the, the, the opening, like literally the opening where you know you had these alien ships coming to Earth and eradicating the dinosaurs and stuff with this bomb. It, I thought that was an excellent way to actually segue into what was going on and it was know, cool. Bring in the reason why the Dinobots were there because it actually brought in why. It didn't well, have to go through some stupid thing saying, Oh, well, they were just brought in from some other planet or something like that. At least it was like a, a explanation. Well, I don't and that's don't, one big reason why some of these movies way. don't do very well.
0: I don't see it that way, though. I see that as what I thought was going to be the explanation, but turned out not to be. Uh, they they show them bombing the planet, and then they show later they show a couple of metal dinosaurs, clearly something that looks like Grimlock and something that looks like Slug, in the eye or frozen in this metal stuff, and you think, oh, at some point they're going to figure out how to bring them to life, and Dinobots. But no, for some reason Lockdown has Dinobots on his spaceship. Exactly.
2: That is That my they biggest. never even
0: call Dinobots. They're, they're the legendary warriors. Exactly. That
2: that, yeah, that was my biggest plot hole like, in this movie. Is like the up whole on the brim, the,
0: oh, the oh, whole the, the whole Dinobots. scene,
2: the whole scene with them, of them in the Arctic. The whole scene uh, with with that that blonde chick in the ar- Arctic, and they supposedly discovered the Dinobots, you know, frozen uh, frozen in the ice. Okay, that that scene could have been completely deleted from this movie, and we would have never missed it because yeah, we don't hear anything, see anything about the Dinobots until we see Grimlock hanging upside down in that in that in that thing. It's like, okay, how did he get there?
0: Yeah, and 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 then even to that point, you. When Mark Wahlberg gets, goes into the uh, HSI lab, and he's talking to her, and he says, you know, no, that's not a Decepticon, that's an Autobot. They're the ones that fought for us. You you think, oh, so she's gonna lead them to the Dinobots later? But no, that 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 didn't even pan out. It's like, what did they, I didn't understand what they said they set all this stuff up and it's like I'm making these connections to my head as the movie goes and it's like nope uh just
3: I said the exact same thing in the pre-show
1: it's a little thing
0: called
3: misdirection that some filmmakers
1: do I mean it honestly I see where it fit in I don't understand why everybody is so butthurt about that I mean I get you guys wanted them to discover them I get that but they try to make it easier to say oh well here this this is what happened the thing you is, you think
0: about it. If well, no, nobody but nobody says I see how old as, lockdown is. I see it. Nobody as, says how old those guys are. Well, no, but but I didn't see it as this is how it happened. I saw it as, this is how it didn't happen.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, the the whole the, the whole point the whole point is is that that they were presenting plot points that was uh, like you said it was intentionally misdirecting, but it was so misdirecting mm-hmm. to the point where the movie in this regard, was very confusing. And even yeah. after the movie is concluded, and I'm sitting here a day later, I still don't know what the hell those scenes meant. Because they really didn't... I, guess
0: they, I understood them. I understood at this point. Well, at this point, the scenes were only about the Transformium. Uh, worst name ever. <laughs> which, I mean, they made fun of it in their own movie. But, uh... that's That was the whole point. Uh, they... They never needed to show metal encased dinosaurs. Uh, I, you know, honestly,
1: dude, there's a lot of stuff they could have completely
0: cut out. But yeah. for
1: budget wise, I can understand why Bay probably wanted to put it in there. Now, I can tell you for a fact, when it comes to making movies, there's probably a ton of footage that you guys will never see until all this stuff comes out on Blu-ray and you know, get behind the scenes stuff. And sometimes there's a lot of footage that nobody ever sees light a day of because that's the way it is with the editing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, I, I know that. They probably brought it in mainly because you got a lot of guys out there that don't understand, oh, well, maybe, you know, they're, okay, you got. There's one thing that did kind of bother me. After the bombing of that whole area, when it comes up and you see the airplane, they could have put up a little thing X amount of years later. They should have done that. If they would have put that one simple little title sub right at the very bottom, yeah. that probably would have enhanced that and made that better. But that's the only thing I can really see editing-wise yeah, would that would fix that cut. issue. It was a very awkward cut, and I completely agree with that. But then again, you don't know what the budget constraints were. You don't know what the length of time they yeah, had well, to get but the this budget out. Because this thing was very low. heavy.
0: Huh? <laughs> I said the budget constraints were definitely low because we only saw five Transformers transform. <laughs> I mean, well,
2: yeah, yeah. they, they changed a lot. I don't know if
0: you know this or not, but it's like
1: the guys that complained about Godzilla only seeing X amount of stuff. And, yeah, I'm sorry that goes was a little bit of a spoiler there on the Godzilla movie if you guys haven't seen it. But you don't see him that That's much. Awesome. But this yes, it was it's epic if you haven't seen it I, get off your ass I would, and I would love to but have
2: finished the this mo- is the
1: thing I don't well <laughs> I
2: would, would love to this. have finished that movie but <laughs> there was a fight that no. broke out in our theater <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really?
1: And yeah and I would have went back and got my money back or got free oh, tickets to watch it again
2: we got our money back but I haven't had a chance to get back to the theater it's out of the theater now so
1: okay well
2: yeah starting to go anyway on. what I'm saying is
1: when it comes to CG, a lot of people don't understand this, but if you look at that entire you know, computer designing aspect, they have to employ over a hundred people to work on just CG alone. You add up those numbers and you will see why certain things get cut and why things aren't as lengthy as everybody wants them to be. There's a lot of things that people don't understand about filmmaking, and nowadays everybody's like, oh, well, I could do that in my best or whatever, you know, do this, that, or the other. Honestly, let me see what kind of quality content you put out. I guarantee it's not gonna be that clean. There's no way. Unless you're one of those guys that pulls in a bunch of stuff from everybody else's after effects, they bring it in to make it clean, and then you clean it up yourself. But to build something from the ground up scratch, Because you got to think, guys, they did not reuse any models whatsoever. Even for Optimus Prime, they did. Even for Bumblebee, they didn't. They had to redo their entire model. When they do that, it takes a lot of time. I don't know if you guys have ever messed with CAD, but CAD is something out there that a lot of people don't understand or grasp. It's a very difficult program. And with a lot of the CG, CG is based off that. So, therefore, it takes a lot of money and a lot of people to work on that to make that nice and clean. So, there are points that I understand guys get frustrated with the movie. I get that. I understand that. But you have to think of it from a filmmaking aspect. How much can you cram into a certain amount of time to get your point across? There might be a reason why some stuff was lengthy because they had to cut this, that, or the other out. And they had a certain amount of time they had to say that they were going to put it out as. And if the producers were like, yeah, you have to fill this big of a slot, that's what they have to do. Because well, yeah, the producers are the ones putting the money for it. Well,
0: this comes back to... Uh, and this is what I wanted to bring up a little earlier was... This comes back to the plot where... It, it, once again, it's not that I feel like they did too little. I feel like they tried to do too much and nothing got the focus. Was this movie about... Uh, the Jaeger family, was this movie about the Autobots being hunted down? Was it this movie about Galvatron and the human-made Transformers? Was it about Lockdown and the creators? Was it about the Dinobots? Um, there was so many plot points that they tried to cover that they didn't cover any of them well. Exactly. Is what I had a problem with. Um...
1: Well, I can, see where, I can see where you're coming
0: with that. Yeah, I mean, You've got they had several two, different yeah. plot
1: points that have to try to piece in, like, you know, tree together to make it make sense at the end. Well, right? they had, they had two hours it, and 46 they minutes. They set all that up. You don't know what the... What, well, Mike, hang on. You think about it, they set all that up, right? They got two more movies. How do you know that I'm not, they're not branching some of those off into those other movies to make more sense? That's what brings you back well, they, to watch the next.
0: Well, they will, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't like those kind. Of, I don't. I don't. I want to watch a movie that, at its completion, could be its own movie. Like, yeah, I I I want another Pacific Rim, but if they never made another Pacific Rim, I'm happy with the way it ended. Yeah. I'm not happy with the way Age of Extinction ended. Um, yeah,
3: it, it feels like no, it's it, it is
0: very open ended, very open ended. Well.
3: There's there's open ended and there's blatant. Hey, this is all set up for another movie. It, 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 I don't think I don't think Age of Extinction can stand on its own as a movie. It's it's all set up. It's all for the next movie.
2: What I hate about that is if this movie really tanks, then uh, what's to the stop the 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 uh the studios from saying okay we're done with this that's going to be the last one uh, this one's going to be leaving okay. us on kind of a open-ended cliffhanger
0: I, I don't think it will tank um i don't know how it was in your theaters but a there lot was, of the
2: people counting me, counting me there were five people in the theater that, <laughs> well in my theater good.
1: that's premiere night though not everybody goes to those in my theater, theater i mean okay I don't know how big your theater is, but I, I went to a very small town. I'm here in Indiana.
2: I'm 20 25 I, miles in from Orlando.
1: Louisville. There was yeah. at least about 30 people in my movie theater.
2: I'm 25 and miles from Louisville. At the end
1: <laughs> Okay, well, at the end of that movie, you know, we got a lot of us came out. Quite a few people came out there happy. They were not disappointed, which tells me that you're going to end up having more people like that. There are yeah. some people out there who are going to be completely against it and they hate it or whatever. Some of these guys are fanboys that's been fanboys like every one of us for years. But some of these guys that are you know, just getting into it are kids. This actually does appeal more to kids. It wasn't dark where I couldn't bring my child
2: there because you got blood and all this shit everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a little too much of the cursing. But honestly, you think about it like visually, it wasn't that bad. It was not yeah. that bad. And I don't think it would scare any kids into not wanting to see it again. So, I mean, I have to admit, it was decently done for the demographics of, you know, today's day and age, is what I say. Because, you know, a lot of of things have changed ever since that first Transformers movie came out. A lot of stuff. I'm not talking about the one in the 80s. I'm talking about, you know, the first Bay movie.
2: Seven years ago. It's hard to believe. (laughs)
1: That's seven years, guys. Seven years. Think about it. There was a five-year-old watching that seven years ago. How old is he now? There you go. You've got to keep appealing to the demographics. If you don't, Hasbro will tank. Takara will tank. And then yeah. the movie and, itself will tank. The studios this, won't
0: tank, and Bay won't tank because Bay's doing other stuff. Yeah, I, so. I don't think this movie is going to do bad because I mean, my my theater I. I live in Orlando and so there was probably 60-70 people in that theater if not more. And most of them applauded at the end of the movie. They seemed to really enjoy it. As a Transformers fan who's deeply invested in the characters and the fiction, I was less amused. I didn't I didn't walk out thinking, "Man, I really hate this movie." I didn't walk out thinking, man, I really like this movie. I walked out and said, a few years from now, will anyone really remember this movie? Um, but I, I mean, think they will with the two sequels added. If if they do really well, then yeah. Um, but this yeah, one in uh, itself, at the end of the day, I think people are going to say, yeah, it's set up a lot of stuff. And depending on whether it's set up... It, Pans out to be it set up a lot of good stuff or it set up a lot of bad stuff that that's too to be determined.
3: Now I'm I, I'm bringing this up just for those viewers who go by what what you know what scores and what you know crit, Michael Bay is not a critical critic darling by any means. No, <laughs> but a lot of people but a lot of people do go by I just pulled up Rotten Tomatoes just to just to bring this into the conversation right now. Rotten Tomatoes is it at a 15% rating, and 69% liked it. I'm just bringing that up for that. Uh, The How to Train Your Dragon 2, by contrast, which is what I saw yesterday, has a 91% rating and 93% liked it. So, you know, I'm just comparing two top brand movies. Take that for what you will, but you know, it is, it is a, it is a thing. Yeah. All
1: right. So let's talk about, uh, myself. Like I said, yeah, go ahead. I, well, I, I, I did, gonna... the way I see it. Critics can shove it because I have seen <laughs> movies that are oh, awesome yeah. Yeah. that they say that suck. Yeah. Do not yeah, go I, by these critic ratings. I'm Pacific, sorry. Oh, don't Pacific watch it Rim. Oh, Pacific oh, Rim one say, of those. Pacific Rim oh, and yeah. Dread. Those two yeah. were freaking awesome. And I'm oh. peeled because Dread had two sequels lined up that we Dredd probably
0: will so. never see.
1: Yeah. Dread oh, was I, I agree. awesome. I, I'm sorry. Was I would don't have any
0: connection you. to the character, so I didn't really yeah. enjoy yeah. it. Dude, Dread
1: is big in the UK. Big in the UK, and I am. P.O. That that didn't get any more because that was straight up comic book dread that they
2: did. Let's let's hear Don. uh, Don, What was your?
3: Oh, I'm just saying. I just brought up Rotten Tomatoes because a lot of people are going to hear this podcast or see it later, and it is a website that carries a lot of weight with some people. So I I was just bringing that up as a reference point if anyone wanted to know where it was at now. At time, and And I'm
2: I'm sure it will change as, as, as,
3: as the movie goes on too.
2: Yeah. I imagine that
0: the most of the fan ratings are probably us or Transformers fans and or and fans of the maybe fans of the more overall franchise than just the movie franchise who realized that it was actually released last night and not today. Yeah. yeah. So that's likely to change soon.
3: You know, and it also make it also make it a boost from the uh the 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 10 second cameo that's in towards the end. Of another Hasbro product from those fans, <laughs> who I won't mention because that that might set uh, our illustrious leader off. So it's just it's there if you. I thought I thought it was funny while I was there. Little pony,
2: yeah.
0: I thought it was funny. I thought it was it was very.
3: And of course, it was, of course, it's just so everybody's favorite. So there's that.
2: Well, you know that that makes me yeah, think. I found that very funny that they did that. Uh,
3: (laughs) That makes me think,
2: let's bring up really quick, let's not spend a whole lot of time on this. I want to wrap this up because I do want to remind our listeners we're going to try to have another podcast tomorrow night uh, because we will have an opportunity to have uh, people who attended BotCon uh, on the show, uh, like Megamus and uh, I believe Dawn. and. We uh, have people on here to talk about their experiences at the show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the reveals and uh, and, and just overall reaction of BotCon, uh, basically BotCon Fallout. We're going to try to do that show tomorrow night, barring any uh, anything that might uh, might hold that off. If we don't do it tomorrow night, we will do it next week. Um, but I just wanted to get that out there. Um, real quick, before we, uh, we wrap up, I want to talk about Easter eggs that were in this movie. There were quite a few, uh, that I noticed. Uh, for example, uh, you, you noticed the little, uh, my little pony, uh, thing there. Um, the, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the ringtone, uh, for that guy's phone, whenever it was ringing was more than meets the eye. <laughs> yep. Had that little, yep. uh, little, uh, thing there. Um, Anything else you guys noticed?
1: I noticed a big one. Okay. The part where Bumblebee and Optimus are jumping over the bridge and catching the humans and barrel through that truck. That truck was black and it had a big ass M on it.
2: Motormaster? Think
1: about what that is. Motormaster. I am very ticked off. Come on, babe. Be quick and stupid. Next movie. Give us some goddamn stunticons. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> I agree. Well, they, they're, they're, there's a missed opportunity with the stunticons there. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Well,
0: there was I'll a missed honest, opportunity with the They were in the movie.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I was just trying to follow the action to make sure I didn't miss any main character moments. Unless it was like the ringtone or Rainbow Dash. Excuse me. I, I didn't catch any other uh, Easter egg. I, I didn't even see the one you were to, you were talking about Plasticon. That didn't even, you know, it, it this it reminded me of the scene from when when in Dark of the Moon where where uh, Bumblebee throws Sam out, transforms, grabs him, and then reland. I, I thought the whole scene was very similar, but I didn't even notice that was Motormaster. Yeah. I do like I do like the fact that when Optimus Prime adapted his new his his second form, when it when his Autobot symbol appears, you get the transformation sound.
2: Yes, that was that was another big one. That I I did not like
0: that scene at all because I thought the whole point was that he needed to. I thought Cade sort of fixed him, but I thought the point was that he needed to find the Autobots because he was still damaged. And then he just scans a truck and reformats. That it's like, was, Oh, I'm shiny
2: and new. Woo. That was a yeah, that was a big plot hole <laughs> right there too.
0: But uh okay, oh, can, can we talk real quick. I just want to talk about the in, some of the inconsistencies that I saw in the movie. Okay. Um first off with the human made transformers, um, there's a spot where when we first see Galvatron and Stinger, where uh Galvatron is attacked and he pretty much explodes into his millions of bits and then comes back together. And then later in the movie, they're blasting him and capping him like they're just normal Transformers, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and think of it this way.
1: Because um, if you notice, Galvatron's like transferring energy when he actually brings that group to life. My whole theory on that... Is he was actually transferring his energy and his essence to those to actually activate them, and they probably were nowhere near as strong as he was.
0: I mean, yeah, I can buy, I can buy that. Galvatron's a special case, but uh, and it was still just sort of felt a little inconsistent to me. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I and agree there with was,
1: the uh, but the way I saw it was like yeah. it could have been just
0: that. Well, I'll, I'll give. I'll, so I'll I kind of dismiss yeah, it after that. Yeah, I'll give Galvatron the superpower. You know, that's fine with me. You know, but I just thought it was just a, just a tad inconsistent. And um, what was the other thing I was gonna? Um Crap, I can't remember. Oh, but and I do also want to say I didn't like the bickering Autobots behaving like Decepticons.
2: Yeah. I didn't like that.
3: Yeah, that was that was like, you know, your leader is back, and you're acting like a bunch of, you know, idiots. Bugs. Bugs.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. if you notice, Crosshairs is kind of a loose cannon, and yeah. I kind of like the idea that he was pretty much like the black dog of the pack. Yeah. Or, oh, I've been doing this crap on my own. I don't need anybody to boss yeah, me around, you know. And then been you have – then why you had should the, I listen to this guy? You know? Then you
0: had the Drake like, yeah.
2: Bumblebee puzzle, and it's sort of like, uh, what? I don't. The, there was no backstory to explain why they were at yeah. odds with each other. That was a bit
3: disjointed. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, this is because they couldn't show every opera. I did like, what was it? Graveyard Wind well, it was, uh, I think that was the, the name of the CIA strike team. But mm-hmm. killing. Ratchet at the beginning. That just means, I guess that they were going for emotional resonance. Killing Ratchet because up in Prime and Boneby, he was the last surviving Autobot from the first movie.
0: Yeah,
3: and they killed him, well, and then we don't. Then we find out. Then we find out about uh, Leadfoot. Leadfoot from flashback video footage in the spy camera. So it's like just. There may have been some other heads that I didn't recognize in the lab from other Autobots but it just seemed like killing Ratchet was just basically like, hey this is how evil they are, they're killing the medic first. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well it was the set a real tone, I mean it was supposed to have shown that they were at a low point because they literally had to hide for their life, they didn't care who it was. And I mean honestly yeah. you think about it, I mean if you're covert ops and you're hired to go in and do a job, you, you you're not gonna have a second thought because your leaders will like just do what they always said. Otherwise yeah. they'll cap you for whatever. Well, so that's why they did what they did. I mean, that's you gotta think like, of it that aspect too. Yeah.
3: Well, just from a personal standpoint, I would have much rather seen one the, the, the other two records get killed versus Ratchet. Well, yeah, I'm well, sorry. they're uh, but they like I a say, lot more
0: It wouldn't have had any weight. I actually, I have to say, I actually liked how they handled Ratchet's death. I felt that was, this is the first time, this is the first time ever that the movies has handled a death of a prominent character well. Because... No, that's true.
2: Because... That's true. Jazz was mishandled, Ironhide was mishandled.
0: Exactly. You have Ratchet, and he's trying to plead for his life. He doesn't want to attack the humans. Humans were his allies. He believes in Optimus Prime's, you know, they don't kill humans. That's his. And then he gets this moment of desperation where he starts firing back at the humans. What's wrong with you, he says. And he's firing back at the humans, and then, you know, lockdown kills him from afar. And I was like, "Okay, this is the first time they've killed the Transformer and given it just a little bit of meaning, so I mean yeah. maybe maybe that is the one scene that I can take away from that movie that I can say this is something that they definitely did right, yeah, yeah, and that was them killing a character I liked
2: <laughs> well um well i go ahead,
3: no, I've got a friend that's a huge ratchet fan in all of his incarnations. And I don't think he knows this yet,
2: so I hope, he's, I
3: hope he's not going to watch this and find out.
2: Not I Am Ratchet, is it?
3: No, it's a Icon 45. Okay. Um,
2: well, I believe, unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up, um, uh, I believe that will wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Don, I want to thank you, and uh, Mike and uh, Jason, I want to thank you guys for... Uh, joining us here this evening. Um, Tune in tomorrow night, uh, hopefully around 9 p.m. Eastern. We, uh, like I said earlier, we plan on having a BotCon Roundup episode. Also, um, before I forget, uh, and while it is still time, uh, I want to extend uh, a guest that we had, uh, Samantha Newark, uh, who is the voice of Ariel and also Elise Presser, in uh, Transformers and Generation One, today is her birthday. So, uh, if any of her fans or if she's watching, uh, Happy birthday, Samantha! Hope you had a great one, um, guys. Any last words? Any last words?
1: Uh, <laughs> go see the movie, judge it for yourself, and just enjoy yourself. Don't get all pissed off. It. Yeah. Oh, and,
0: yeah, and 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 the four Dinobots that are out right now—that's all you need.
2: Yeah. Although I still intend to get I still intend to get Snarl and Slog, though. But Yeah.
3: yeah, Uh, Pretty much the same thing Plasticon said. Go in, not with minimal expectations, but just go in as neutral as possible and you might find something that you can take away from the movie that makes it stick out in your mind for you. But don't go in you know expect I'm just saying, just go in even, I guess.
2: All right, guys. That'll do it for this episode of TFYLP. Uh, Tune in next time, and we will see you on the next episode.
3: P-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>